Assalamu alaikum everybody. I hope everybody is fine, doing well. Everybody is safe and sound. It's pretty hot here. The heat's been beating down on us. It's been quite a number of days now. And... You know, the worst part about this kind of heat is, is it's not the dry summers that we're used to. I mean, in our country, we normally get these... You know, we, we get this really long spell of dry summers where it gets really hot and then it starts to rain and then gets hot again and then it rains again you know there's that pleasant cycle but now for the past three years i think what's happening is that from winter we hardly get to see spring and then we go straight down to uh what should be monsoon i mean should be in the sense that actually monsoon starts between um, June um, or should we say more like July July and August that's monsoon season mid-June to August say but now what happens is that it's so freaking humid um, starting right from March you know so March, instead of having that pleasant spring, we hardly get to see spring now, and we just fly through to monsoon for some odd reason. I mean, I thought the Earth was repairing itself. I mean, you know, everybody was like, oh, you know, because of COVID, the Earth is coming back to where it should be, and the weather is changing, and everything is normalizing, and yeah, I I'm not seeing that, at least not here. Well, anyway... So, uh, um, I thought that I might uh, actually uh, do a bit of a mixed um, language because um, this is originally supposed to be not just for my readers but uh, mainly for my Pakistani Indian readers, um, those people who are also members of my Learn Urdu community who wish to learn Urdu and, not, and they wish to especially get clear the confusion between Urdu and Hindi because as I was having this discussion with one of my friends who once upon a time also sort of um, you could say refinessed their Urdu with me a bit um, it was the fact that I'm I don't even know why I suddenly just uh, decided that this was um, uh, something that needed to be talked about because maybe it's because of the fact that I realized that um, even I as a person as a teacher I have done that been there where you know when we teach non-native Urdu speakers um, about words in Urdu and we usually tend to um, co join the terms Urdu Hindi together and I just realized suddenly when one of my friends did the, the same thing when he was uh, comparing religion, uh, no, sorry, sorry, not religion, he was comparing languages, um, like, you know, uh, as an English teacher, he was comparing the usage of language um, and expression um, between Urdu and English, which was an amazing uh, session, by the way. Um, and I noticed that, you know, in his... Um, title he had sort of written you know Urdu oblique Hindi which is actually very normal we all do that and but I don't know why it suddenly uh, struck me that no this was um, here maybe perhaps um, 
we could discuss a little bit more about where we can actually um, join the two terms and why uh, we need to know where to join the terms and where not to. I mean, generally, I know people tend to, um, even us, I mean, even we do it. We, uh, as Pakistanis, as native Urdu speakers, we tend to do this as well. When we talk to any uh, non-native Urdu speaker, we always give them that thing. We were like, you know, in Urdu, Hindi, and blah, blah, blah. Um, but I thought that um, because many of uh, my students or members uh, of the learning or the community, they, I, I realized it as time went by that they, as they got more and more serious about learning the language, they really just uh, realized that Hindi was actually very different from Urdu in so many ways and they did not understand um, what exactly was the difference between the two and if they really were one language and if they were one language then why does it have two different names and uh, how do they um, I mean how exactly do we consider each language as related to the other and in order to clarify that confusion I decided that we really needed to discuss this a bit although I'll try to keep it short and sweet as always I think um, one of the best ways to explain uh, the relationship between Hindi and Urdu is although I have one of the first things that I do as an Urdu teacher is I explain to the non-native Urdu uh, speakers who want to learn Urdu is that they need to understand that Urdu is the standard language so the original language is Urdu. Hindi stems from Urdu. Basically, if we just um, uh, have a very, very, very short summary of history here, um, basically what happened was that in the subcontinent, um, during the Mughal era, when the Muslims ruled, because there were so many ethnic groups that were involved, um, and, you know, it was a sort of a mixed race. Um, and especially, um, you know, in the army, where they had to deal with people from Turkish origins and from Persian origins and from Mongolian origins, uh, origi origins sorry, <laughs> I've got that tongue thing going on, and uh, from, you know, from the local Indian and Aryan origins. So they decided to um, coin all these languages uh, together, sort of merge them, merge the different words from different languages that could be most easily understood. And they made a common language called Urdu. Now, obviously, if we go further back in, in history, we would realize that actually Urdu was one of the native languages that was used in one of the very smaller um, areas of India which is probably which influenced them when they worked on creating this new language. So you could say maybe the roots of this language comes from well, what the, that area. In any case, the whole point is that Urdu as we know it today was developed and um, worked on by the, the then Muslim rulers in order to make it easy for the various uh, 
mixed ethnic groups to communicate easily with each other so that there could be one unified language for easy communication, in short. And thus, Urdu, as we know it today, was born. Um, now, the thing about the subcontinent is that because it is a huge, huge um, region, which was originally, obviously, different states that were always at war with each other and were unified by the Muslim empire. So after unification, they, um, they still had their own languages and they still had their own cultures and everything that they, they could freely uh, enjoy and practice. But the Muslims uh, of the subcontinent, they were unified in their culture and in their in their um, social norms and obviously then in language which was originally Persian. So first the language that the Muslims spoke was Persian. So that meant that no matter which part of India or the subcontinent you came from, if you were a Muslim, you knew Persian and you spoke it. And that was your language of communication. And that later changed to Urdu. It became even more popular during the British Raj because obviously the British realized that the Urdu language that was created by the Muslim rulers was extremely easy to understand and to speak and to learn and to adapt that they sort of repopularized the language to the level that um, a time came when the Muslims of India um, sort of, you know, eased their way into having Urdu as their common language rather than Persian. Now, with Urdu becoming the universal Muslim language of the subcontinent, uh, when Pakistan was made, Urdu automatically became the Pakistani national language, obviously. For uh, Now, India, on the other hand, did not have a national language. They didn't have this idea of having one universal language. This was a purely Muslim thing right from the start. And uh, they just suddenly realized that they were facing problems because each province or each state had its own language and they refused to recognize the other one's language and they didn't have a common language. They didn't have a national language. Now, keeping in mind the popularity of Urdu and the, um, the ease of communication in this language, um, the Indians decided that, okay, they had no choice but to also um, use Urdu, but obviously they couldn't call it Urdu anymore because that was officially the Pakistani language. So they decided to call it Hindi from the British uh, term of Hindustani, which is what the British tend tended to call Urdu at one point. So the actual language is Urdu and the dialect that branched out from Urdu that was most commonly used amongst the non-Muslims of India uh, later on, but when they tried to make it their national language, that became Hindi. And why did they start calling it Hindi? Uh, obviously because they couldn't use the word Urdu because that was already with us. But the other reason was because 
um, Urdu, as you can see, if you ever uh, go through its phonetics and the grammar, vocabulary, you would notice that um, there are certain alphabets that we have in our language that do not exist in um, the local Indian languages. They do not exist in Sanskrit. They do not exist in, in you know, in any of the other native Indian languages. So those words basically come from Persian, Arabic, Turkish origins. So what happened was when they created or, you know, when they sort of bastardized Urdu into Hindi, they replaced those words because they were extremely hard for them to use in their daily life. Um, they replaced those words with ordinary Sanskrit words. But um, at the end of the day, it, uh, so many words that um, belonged to your classic Urdu were still much more easier to use and pronounce um, than your typical Sanskrit words, which is why, once again, there was a much larger quantity of the classic Urdu uh, version that was accommodated into Hindi. So, in India today, if you try to speak, uh, you know, absolute pure Hindi, even the Indians do not understand it. They much rather understand your classic Urdu. Because, as I said, that was, that is the easiest form on its own. Well, anyway, in short, um, you know, uh, this is basically what Urdu is, and this is basically how Hindi was formed. And so, basically, Hindi is uh, to Urdu what colonial English would be to English, or what Canadian French would be to French, or what um, you know Mexican Spanish would be to Spanish from Spain what I'm trying to say is that you don't go around saying um, so here we are going to teach you how to learn English how to talk in English oblique American oblique colonial English oblique Australian you don't say that you just say we're going to teach you how to speak English so I realized that we, on the other hand, we keep on obliquing Hindi with Urdu. Oh, we're going to teach you how to speak Urdu, oblique Hindi. In all the Urdu songs, oblique Hindi songs. So, you know, we, we, we tend to, although it started with, because of the very basic or obvious reason that um, Bollywood had uh, become a giant, uh, even though most of its uh, movies and uh, were never original, um, here is something that many people may not know, but till the early 90s, most of the uh, most famous Indian movies were actually remakes of Pakistani movies. And um, another thing that people may not have realized is that the Indian film industry, Bollywood, has always been uh, largely... Um, in the hands of the Indian Muslims right from the start they were the ones they were the pioneers they were the ones who sort of set the film industry up so that is why all the old legends the actors the singers the musicians the script writers they were all Muslims and so they wrote in Urdu 
and they sang in Urdu and they composed in Urdu and uh, so actors and actresses who were not uh, Muslims uh, they had to learn Urdu and singers till the late 90s um, this was a standard that singers had to learn Urdu before they could become professional singers and, you know even Lata Lata Mangeshkar, she had to learn Urdu. Asha Bhosle had to learn Urdu. Um, otherwise, they couldn't train to be singers, especially in Bollywood. And uh, one of the first rule of entering Bollywood was that you had to learn to read and write in Urdu and you had to learn to pronounce Urdu the way it should be pronounced. So, that, so Urdu has always been the standard. You understand so generally um, Hindi was basically learning how to write Urdu in your local Sanskrit format um, you could put it this way so you had to learn Urdu with the Urdu script and you had to understand how to read Urdu the Urdu script and you, under, you have to learn how to pronounce Urdu words the way they were pronounced. You have to learn the vocabulary that was used in Urdu. And you had to learn to utilize your epiglottis where phonetics was concerned, you know, because the sounds of kh and ghen and z and seen, these are, you know, Urdu sounds. Um, that do not exist in in Hindi, you know. So that's why you know a lot of words are pronounced mispronounced in Hindi. Um, that are actually, for example, for example, in Urdu you would hear words like zid. In Hindi they cannot uh, generally pronounce the z word. They would end up saying jid. You know, but it's zid. Um, simpler, uh, similarly, you know, it would be um, fir. In Urdu, the word is pir, P-H, per. So they don't have that per sound in the native English, in the native Indian uh, language. Uh, so when they attempt, when they attempt to speak Urdu, and so they end up speaking, that's why we say they end up speaking Hindi. So basically, sort of a... Um, Hindi is like a dialect. So Urdu is the standard. Hindi is the dialect. You can put it this way. So uh, just because Bollywood became so famous and they used Urdu, so many people, you know, and they called it Hindi because, you know, they had to make India very popular and they had to make it. Uh, they did not want people understanding the fact that they were actually using Urdu and because if, if, if that fact came upon, then people would start understanding that Urdu actually is a, is a language that is spoken by the Pakistanis. And, you know, it's, it's Hindi is just its dialect, its variable that has just come through. And for that reason, you know, so we started using Urdu oblique Hindi everywhere. But it's actually wrong. Uh, technically, it's wrong. Technically, the language is Urdu, you know. Um... That it's that is your base that is your set standard so you don't go uh, you don't go around saying oh I'm going to learn Hindi actually that is actually the wrong term 
what you, what you would say is that I need to learn Urdu. And then when you learn Urdu, then you get to understand Hindi as a local dialect. But if you just, you know, go straight to say, oh, I'm going to learn Hindi. So basically what you're saying is that I'm going to learn colonial English. Or actually, to, to be very honest, it's more like saying, I'm going to learn Pigeon English. So you don't learn Pigeon English. You learn your standard English. And, you know, you realize that Pigeon English or Colonial English or American or Australian or Canadian, um, these are all the, the different dialects. But essentially, the language is English. So it's, that is, it's exactly the same rule. Essentially, the language is Urdu. So there are a lot of words and, and uh, uh, terms that are classic Urdu terms. You cannot say, um, for example, that this ghazal is an Urdu-Hindi ghazal. Ghazals are basically always Urdu, by the way. The word ghazal itself is Urdu. So ghazal is uh, it's a format of Urdu poetry that is sung, you know. So these are just little things that um, when people, when they start learning Urdu and they start getting aware of the, these little facts, then they get confused that why, uh, then why do we, I mean, even people who are actually trying to learn get confused, you know, and they come up to us and they say, but okay, we understand that this is Urdu. So then why do we say this is Urdu oblique Hindi? You know, so we think that we're making things easy for people when we say Urdu oblique Hindi, you know, oh, this Urdu Hindi song, this Urdu Hindi poetry, this Urdu Hindi ghazal, this Urdu Hindi movie. We think we're making things easy for the, um, for those who are trying to learn the language as a third language. But um, I then later realized that um, actually we might not be making it so much easier for them as much as probably increasing their confusion. So I hope that this has somehow helped with that. And um, yes, I intentionally kept the background, you know, um, as I've said it once or twice before, sometimes I think it's much better when you're listening to somebody in an audio um, that it should not be so refined so as to have no background. You should be able to hear the birds chirp and the fans whir and, you know, feel the heat in the summer. <laughs> well, I mean, feel free to ask me any questions, all of you, and learn about the community. As you know, um, I read your messages and I promptly reply. And um, for those of you who have asked me about looking for uh, Urdu tutors in your local uh, areas, um, first of all, um, it makes things easier when you actually tell me exactly where you're from, um, as in which country, which city, which area, um, because then it makes it a bit easier for me to look for teachers uh, in your area to help you. Otherwise, um, as I've repeatedly um, uh, said, um, please do, do feel free to scroll all the way down this page of Learn Urdu and you'll find um, in various places I've given links where you could 
where you can actually find uh, videos for learning basic Urdu, phonetics, alphabets, numbers, um, and I've given uh, links to online sessions um, for spoken Urdu and apart from that, um, every now and then I share with you uh, a bit of the basics. Um, I try to use Roman Urdu as much as I can, uh, basically to make things easier for you. Um, but yes, um, since you prefer that I add those words in Urdu, as in Urdu alphabets, then yes, I will be doing that as much as I can. So uh, what I try to do is that I would uh, put the word in its original Urdu form and then the Roman Urdu and the translation in English um, to make things as easier as possible. But again, do not hesitate to ask me anything. Um, I'm always there. Yeah, we had a bit of a, a break maybe you could say because of the, you know, Ramzan just passed and then Eid and now we're sort of getting back to normal but then, but now this, you know, this heat wave seems to have started. We were expecting rains, you know, we were expecting some tea storms. We had a few and then we were expecting some more, but the sort of got diverted somewhere while traveling along the sea towards us. <laughs> so we're, you know, sitting here in this humid, weird sort of monsoonal, non-monsoonal, pre-monsoonal heat. But enjoy your summers and uh, Oh, please do look up my books. Um, they're all in English, by the way. Um, I've got two new releases coming up. Uh, in fact, one is already out. One came out this uh, New Year's. And uh, it's called A Novel. Life Makes a Novel. And the it's a sort of a cozy mystery, oblique romance. <laughs> That's how you use oblique hair. <laughs> And uh, we've got a new one coming up in four days. Yep, four days. June 1st. Look out for the series bundle of the Mist series. So I've basically put together the complete series in one bundle. And right, you can actually pre-order it on Smashwords as well as um, on Kindle. And the paperback will be out on Kindle exactly on the 1st of June. I'll make sure that it's out in time. So yeah, and feel free to post a review of my books. I love to hear from my readers. In fact, um, when I was writing book two of the Mist series, I was in constant interaction with the readers of book one. So yeah, I, I, um, I love to hear from my readers. And when they tell me what they would like to see more of, you know, I try to give them that. And continue being such wonderful members of the community. Stay safe. Beat the heat. Stay indoors. Binge read your favorite books. Have a wholesome quality time with yourselves, with your families. And Keep learning new things. That's what life's all about. Thank you for being a part of my community. Love you all. Bye.